0: You need indeed.
1: Hey, cool, hey, cool, hey, cool. Hi everybody, and thanks for joining us for another episode of the PHNX Sons podcast. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcast, and leave us a five-star review. Five star review. I'm Lindsay Smith, that's Salt Bookman, that's Gerald Borgay and that's Espo. Espo. Gentlemen, how you doing? Good. We're good. I thought we
2: were just repeating random things you it's were saying. Nice, so. It's a nice cloudy
3: day outside.
1: I know. It's really nice. It's out. Beautiful. I love it. I Absolutely wish I had a hammock it.
3: outside in the palm trees.
4: The fuck? It's very
1: descriptive. <laughs> Thank you. I was wondering the same what? thing. That was very specific, Saul. So. But I support you in your quest for... Happiness. Happiness. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I support it. You know what is making me really happy today? What's that? Two things. One... Jock Landale is joining us. Yeah. What's up, Jock? Welcome in. We missed you. It's been a minute. How are you going?
3: <laughs> oh, I okay. can't hear him. Oh no. Uh, Jock,
0: yeah, Jock you gotta yourself. you gotta
3: unmute yourself, buddy.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Jock, is I can't he fucking with you. us right now? <laughs> I, I can't tell if he's fucking with us <laughs> right,
2: guest right now. Has muted himself. Yeah, <laughs> I don't he I don't know if he he has his <laughs> I think we should just uh, start making up what he's saying.
1: <laughs> Jack, you got to unmute yourself. Hi buddy. This is Hi, we can't this hear is
2: spectacular you. Spectacular
4: for the <laughs> audio. <laughs> We're working on it. No, nope. yet. No.
1: No. No. No, almost nope. there.
4: Nope. Not yet. Nope. <laughs> It was
1: working it. thirty seconds ago. Technology
3: sucks. <laughs> oh, it's okay. Let's do this. We're here. We might we're <laughs> here. we're in it to but win it now. What on we... Can you
5: guys hear me? Hey, hey! There we go.
3: <laughs> look at the <laughs> Australian! Right. He finally figured it out.
5: Oh. No, no 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 that wasn't my end. I didn't touch a thing just then. It just started working. <laughs> oh, Jacob
3: <laughs> Okay, now let's start this all over. It looked like you were talking a lot of shit, but we couldn't hear anything you said.
5: I said I said I said the way you guys started that with the hammock and then somebody said what the fuck? I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious.
2: We wanted to make you feel right at home, Jock. So
5: right, I, I wish I'd had a hammock in the backyard because I would have run right out
3: there and say, uh, <laughs> oh,
1: man. oh, that would have been epic. I, oh. I
3: probably would. I probably would have cried. Like,
2: Come on, man. You're just, You're just you like encouraging that? him to do it more.
3: Now. <laughs> no, he would do it if you wanted
2: to oh. lay in the hammock. If I wanted to cry. Yes, you would. So.
1: <laughs> so the second reason why I why I'm super excited for today's show, in addition to having Jock here, we also got dropped off a whole bunch of Australian goodies. Yes. Snacks and delicacies and all the things. Well, that try them.
5: I Are dropped
2: them off. Yeah, I drop, <laughs> yeah. dropped them yeah, off. Yeah, nice job. You're, welcome. You're welcome.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but We'll get to that a little bit later in the show. Off the top, the biggest storyline around the Suns, of course, is that Kevin Durant came back from injury Who? last night, made his home debut with the Phoenix Suns. Exciting times, right?
4: Yeah, it was really cool. There was a buzz in the arena for the second time in the last couple of weeks, and it was cool. To see him actually out on the court this time, and this time the buzz lasted past yes the, the warm ups past warm ups that was really okay. cool it
2: was it was a neat night I I found it interesting that he got announced first did you right yeah like I didn't know how it was gonna go if it was gonna be he was first book last if if Katie and then book I find that stuff fascinating because is the the e- is there any ego with it how does it come about I, I find that interesting you
3: know? Jock, you're his boy think- what what did what did you feel.
5: No, it actually threw me a little bit as well. Um I, I was assuming that he was gonna be, you know, introduced last, but I didn't mind the fact that they threw a spanner in the works and introduced him first. Um you know, he probably just once once wanted it to feel like a not another normal day and um, you know, maybe maybe didn't want too much pressure on him coming out last or whatever it might have been. I don't know. But um yeah, it definitely threw me a little bit as well.
2: Ha! I wasn't the only one. <laughs> <laughs> Is that Take something? your victory? <laughs> Congratulations, Espo. No-
5: I can't believe I just I agreed with Espo on something. That's, that's 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 something's wrong with me today. <laughs> Look
1: at what you did, Jock. Look at
3: what you did. Oh yeah. man,
5: with two brains, uh, plus one. Oh, here you no. go. I'll, I'll, I'll bring him down a pig in a second. <laughs> you always do. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so, Jock, what did you think about last night's game? Obviously, KD told us that, you know, he was anxious for the game. He had a lot of butterflies and excitement, which I mean, really at the end of the day, Chris Paul said it as well. If you lose out on being excited or anxious to to do the thing you love, you probably are at the point where maybe you should hang it up, right? You should always sure. have a little bit of nerves and butterflies for something like that. Um for sure. was I felt, it, what I felt was it like, like for you?
5: Yeah, I felt like around the group there was a lot of uh, a lot of excitement in it in it. Um and just a buzz like in the locker room before the game, just you know, seeing how guys came out, you know, jumping up and down for warm ups. It was It was like an energy that we um, we, we've always had, but we probably hadn't had it to that degree in a little while. And then, um, you know, I think that you could see it like there's, there's a little bit of a feeling out process that's still going on for us. So, you know, a lot of excitement, around the group probably translated a little bit onto the court where we, we, we came out and maybe fought the battle before before uh, the game even started. But, you know, the boys rallied in the second half and I, I, I thought did a really good job of kind of closing that out. And, um, you know, it'll take a little while for for Kay to get his fitness going again and just, you know, that... that um, you know, not comfortability because he can slow himself into any situation, but uh, just just getting like the rhythm of the team back and, and, you know, all of those starters figuring one another out a little bit. Like I think that that's definitely an important piece of the puzzle for us is because we've got, you know, four guys, you know, even five guys who, who can really score offensively. So there's just a little bit of a filling out process that needs to happen in that regard. But yeah, the energy was pumping. The crowd was all there. It was It was a great night.
2: We talked about it a little bit last night, and, and Gerald, we didn't really get your thoughts on it, but how it, I almost found it comforting that somebody that's uh, as great as Kevin Durant even gets down on himself a little bit. We saw him shaking his head and everything. We we saw the Monty, you know, greatness doesn't shake its head quote to him when he was mic'd up. I, I, it was, it was interesting to see him struggle, but also have a very human reaction to it in that way. Because everybody looks at him as this otherworldly guy, but it, that was a very interesting moment to me, and interesting to hear him say, "Yeah, the the butterflies do, do come into play with it."
4: Yeah, I mean, I, I felt like Monty said it best at practice today. He was saying like everybody needs encouragement, and for the all-time great, sometimes it can be lonely at the top. So everybody needs that. Constant encouragement. Um, and you could tell he was just kind of like getting down on himself. This this guy, he's all about hoops. The number one thing he wants to do is go out there and produce. He knows that it's been three weeks since he was supposed to be out there, that the fans were excited. He was excited for it. And you could just tell he was kind of disappointed that his debut and his return didn't go the way he wanted. But um, I, I felt like, and Jock, you can probably back this up, like in his post-game presser with us and in the locker room, He was in great spirits he knew it was like a one game weird offshoot kind of night
5: i think that had we lost it it'd be a different story but like we won and at the end of the day you know you come out of the game with 16 8 and 4 and that's an off night for you you i mean far out i'd sign me up you know like the guy the guy did that in 26 minutes it's it's impressive um so you know, as I said, he's 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 you know he's probably still got a little bit of a filling out process to kind of go through, but um, yeah, I, I don't think anyone's worried by any means that, that that's going to be kind of the normal production out of K. There, I think that pretty soon, and we saw it early on, and you know, in those few games that he played and uh, on the road, it was like holy crap, like what is going, on? like it was just a different level that we were able to get to as a team. So. Um, yeah, that that that's that, that second unit definitely benefits from him being out there a lot, and um, I think that his spirits were, were definitely high given given that we won. And you could just feel like, even though he you know he might not have had a, a great individual night, you could just feel the caliber of the team and the the level that you know is within our reach if we if we put it all together.
3: What about um those shoes? Did he throw them away? <laughs> did he give them to you?
5: What did he do with them?
3: What do you mean? <laughs> He changed his shoes at halftime.
5: Oh, did he really? I didn't even notice that.
3: <laughs> Have you ever done
5: that? I, am. I did not notice that. Oh, he's his original ones were that he was in the black and like cream ones, right?
3: Yeah. Yep. and then he swapped those, <laughs> he got rid of those out. He put them he put like the pink ones on. Yeah, I think they were pinkish. Yeah. yeah.
5: I mean, if I can get my hands on those black and cream ones, i definitely would <laughs> <Let's laughs> this. Yeah, I didn't I didn't right recognize now. that he changed his shoes.
2: What? I mean, is it, have you ever had a weird superstition like that? Something going wrong, and you just say, okay. oh, "I'm I'm changing this." Like no. <laughs>
5: uh, whether or not I should have four beers or six beers a night before a game. Maybe, <laughs> but, <laughs> no, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not too superstitious on that front. No. There's there's nothing like that for me.
1: I feel like I should bring two pairs of shoes now and wear one for pregame and then halfway through postgame when I feel like things getting a little weird, I'll just switch shoes. I've done it
2: before. (laughs)
5: For a show? Yeah. I
2: wore one pair
1: for pregame and wore a second pair for postgame.
5: Oh, you're unreal.
2: Yes. (laughs)
5: What? No, no, no. You didn't lock lock what you were saying in the pregame. He was trash in the pregame. I just realized I
1: was wearing my black ones and my orange ones and I switch Espo oh, has man. office shoes. So the orange shoes that he wears for postgame, <laughs> they god. do not leave the office. They have, I think they've touched the outside ground one time on accident, I right? Axi- I
2: accidentally wore them home the other day.
1: Yeah, one time show, on accident. Man. But they're office a red, You're
5: shoes. a red unit, Espo. You are a red unit. <laughs> oh my god. I you feel guys like,
1: gave me shit about, like, bottom of like, my
2: shoes being dirty, so I rectified the I issue. I feel like right? I'm at Nana's house all over
4: again, like, you gotta take
1: your shoes off. Where's the Don't plastic cover? the Classic covers. <laughs> Unbelievable. Oh, my goodness gracious. Uh, we do correct. have a couple super chats. A libertarian sent us one and said, in reference to Espo and Jock agreeing on something for the first time, best friends think alike. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> It's tough. (laughs) Is this the Um, new (laughs) blossoming of a new relationship?
2: (laughs) I don't know about that one. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, you're not as lucky, not lucky enough to have me as a best friend. I know. Oh, Oh, Jesus!
1: (laughs) All right, and then our next one is from Trevor. Trevor, thank you so much. They said, "How long do you think we can go undefeated with KD?" So seven games of KD in theory, right? With with last night's game, six more to go how long you guys think we can go at least regular season wise, but you can go beyond that if you want. I
3: think they can win four or five and I'm not trying to disrespect the Suns. I think they'll win four or five and they'll put, they'll lock up their position. And that last game, maybe even the last two games could be just like kind of a wild card where they, they play a little bit of everybody. Everybody gets some minutes. Everybody gets a good flow before you get into the playoffs, rest some guys, a few minutes here and there. And it's just kind of, it's more of just like getting, just keeping your rhythm but not
2: but not completely losing so, it. So as if this isn't an, an awkward thing to answer with one of the members of the team <laughs> uh, right there. But uh, what, you said there's six left? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you need six, six left. 16 to win a title. I'm going to go 22 uh, okay. in a row. So, uh, you know, <laughs> that would be 23
4: in a row because they won well, last okay. night. Okay, well, I'm, I'm saying from S-Bow. this, from I mean, this they won, point of on actually right. they've I'm won four in a row. Three in a row. so Four. Um, in a row. four. Three. They
2: were 3-0 when he came, no, in oh, you're yeah. talking about with Durant. It's okay.
4: yeah, with KD, Got yeah. gotcha. Yeah. Um, I mean, they play the number one team in the West twice, so that's tough. And they play, you know, Thunder, Lakers, Clippers. They're all vying for position. But like honestly, though, like, I am curious, Jock, for your perspective on this because mm. you you guys are obviously in that stage of the season where you're normally ramping up for the playoffs. Mm -hmm. but you're also working in a major piece of your rotation and and the bench rotations have been you know pretty pretty sporadic pretty experimental so how do you kind of approach it individually and as a team this stretch where you're juggling all these different things
5: yeah i i i mean i can't speak from monty's perspective at all um he's going to do what he's going to do but i think that uh i don't think there'll be like too many games in this next six period where we'll be resting guys or Mm. um because there is a feeling out process that we still have to go to go through and look if we manage to get there in the next three games and, and he feels good about it maybe he'll sit some guys for one or two games but like with the play games these days there's there's already like a built-in break for the for the teams who finish in the top six so like why not try and finish in that top six and then just um you know get a couple of days rest in there you know it doesn't I don't think it makes a whole lot of sense to sit guys out. when, As you said, we're working in a big piece of the puzzle, but as for the secondary unit and kind of the the different lineups that Monty's placed out there, it's like, it's, you know, you pretty much just got to stay ready at all times. And it's as simple as that because, you know, at times there have, you know, there have been times where he's come to me and said, Hey, you know, we're, we're going to go with biz for, for a while and, you know, just stay ready. And then the next game, I end up playing like 12 minutes. And it's like, well, if I had like taken my foot off the gas, you know, rolled in the facility, hit, you know, hands on the head, sitting there on the bench like this, it would just be like a mess. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I try, you try and ignore that stuff as much as possible. Um, and you just carry on with business and, 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 you know, be ready to go when your number's called. And I think that's the great thing about our team is, especially for me, it's it's not that hard to slot into any of those lineups because you're playing with high-caliber players all around. So, um, yeah, it's 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 a get-ready-at-all-times mentality. And, look, the, the, the reality of our situation is, is we have a ridiculously good opportunity on our hands this year um, where we can go the whole way and win the whole thing. So you'd be stupid to, to you know, kick the feet up and think that your job's done for the year because... At any point in time, you could play a pivotal role in winning a championship. So, I think everyone's everyone you know everyone's got the blinkers on, and we're all kind of you know making sure that we're ready to go. And um, yeah, there's there's you know there's there's no real there's no real service to yourself in thinking that you're kind of done for the year just because you know you haven't played in my my situation for two games. You just got to stay ready. Simple as that.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, it's also got to be kind of a. A tricky situation from y'all's perspective and Monty's perspective too. Like you said, mixing in a new piece like Kevin Durant into yeah. the fold, the experimentation is is bound to happen one way or the other. Sure. You you kind of sure. have to. That's inevitable with a piece like him. Yeah. Um, yep. But I did want to kind of continue down this conversation a little bit and talk about like playoff matchups and standings and things of that nature. Because Josh Okogi at practice today did say that he looks at the standings almost every day, not necessarily just from, you know, seeing where you guys sit in the standings, but just having a good understanding of what the league looks like as a whole, Western Conference, conference Eastern Conference, and then also just as a fan, because he is a fan of the game as well. How do you yeah. approach that? Do you look at the standings on a regular basis? And when you do, what is the the reasoning behind it?
5: uh i would say that i've probably looked at the standings a bit more of late than anything um i think somebody mentioned that we'd slipped into fifth at one point for like a day Mm -hmm. and that was when I really started paying attention to it um just because you know it's it's so tight you know one through 10 or one through was it one through 12 is really tight isn't it Um, yeah Yeah. so you know you want to have it you want to have an idea of where you're going to finish and you know if if You know we we finish in sixth or fourth or seventh or whatever it might be you know you want to have you want to have an idea of what you're up against so um that's kind of my um my thought process around it is you know i want to i would like to finish in fourth i'm sure everyone does because that gives you home court advantage straight off the bat um but yeah that that stuff does play a factor but yeah it's not really like a Oh, we're scared to play this team, so we should try and finish it. It's just I want to have an idea of you know where 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 we're at and who we're potentially going to be facing through the first couple of rounds. So, yeah, I think it's just taking an interest for me and in, in um, you know what what our what our playoff run is going to look like.
3: I always just look at the standings so I can laugh at the Dallas Mavericks, but that's just me. So, <laughs>
1: <laughs> so does the rest of our uh, our viewers here. We all enjoy that a little bit too much, probably these days. When it comes to matchups, sorry, when it comes to matchups, do you guys ever like talk about a preference or somebody you maybe would want to avoid? I know that the the short answer is probably no, but or do you approach games later in the season like the Nuggets coming up? Right. One of the super chats we got was, will the Nuggets game be big in the sense of looking to see how the Suns match up? Do you ever think about those things going into the game?
5: Um, Yeah, I I think that you definitely like try and get a team's measure, especially this late in the season when you know that people are really playing, starting to play their best best basketball and, um, you know, they're trying to, um, you know, get a read on, on whether or not we'll run, it, run into each other during the playoffs. So I definitely do think about that and I want to know how we stack up against the best. Like Sacramento the other night was a prime example um, for me. You know, I, I think that I took that game really seriously because of, you know, the, where they stood on the on the ladder and i wanted to get a read on on how good they were um now we weren't at full strength by by any mile uh, any stretch at that point but you know i think that it's a good way of just gaining an understanding of how each team kind of stacks up against one another um i think yeah i think there'll be definitely a, a scenario in in the next two bouts with denver where you know the team throws everything at it um or well, both teams throw everything at it, you know, their position's solidified now, so I can't really speak for them. But I would definitely say that that's going to play, play a factor into uh, one of those nights for us. I'd, I'd be interested to see, you know, from the coach's perspective, if you really throw the house at it, you know, strategically, or do you try and, like, <laughs> cover some things up for the um, for the long term, you know, that that's something that I can't really, you know, oh. answer myself. But yeah, I'd, I'd be interested from Monty's perspective on whether or not he'll he'll, you know cover some things up or, or really just throw the house at it.
3: Like, Jack, from our perspective, uh, when everybody knows Katie's gonna play, Monty's like, I don't know. I'm pretty <laughs> sure he's gonna
2: hold some things back
3: just in case.
5: <laughs>
2: how right. do you hold things back? Does he does he go to book and Katie and go, Hey guys, take it down two notches tonight. We don't show them everything how talented you are. Let's take it down a few notches. No, he just tonight. says, Don't run x amount of sets. Uh, <laughs> <I> just, <stop. laughs> You're not like, Hey, don't pass today,
0: Chris. Just <laughs>
2: shoot, gun <laughs> that mother yeah,
3: yeah, all again, night. Oh, Katie,
2: just hold the ball and and don't do anything that you Shot do. Shot clock all violations good. all night. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Lord, <laughs> have mercy.
5: Fair points could be they could be within the game plan. Espo, you might have a a career in coaching soon.
2: Hey, you know I just uh, <laughs> don't
4: don't do that to him.
2: Don't. Just just, I just take it one day at a time, uh, and I uh, you know thank God for every opportunity oh. that I get, and if I'm lucky enough to oh, sit on the bench God. one day, all right. uh, I'll be humbled. Uh,
1: I like um, how I'll put it in that a good the word for you, mate. Too. Thank there you. I'll,
2: I'll
5: put it in a good word for you. Thank you.
1: <laughs> oh, my goodness. After that one, we need a break. We need to reset the show <laughs> and get it back on track. Uh, if you have not already signed up for BetMGM yet, make sure you sign up and use the bonus code PHNX, and you will get $200 in bonus bets on your first wager with BetMGM. They're a brand new partner of ours here at PHNX. We love them. We've got a lot of really fun things in the work uh, with BetMGM that you guys will all be a part of as well. But here's the skinny of what's going on in the next few days. First and foremost, you download BetMGM, the app, and you sign up using that bonus code PHNX. You place a pregame money line wager in the amount of at least $10 on any market at at standard odds price, and you will receive $200 in bonus bets instantly, regardless of the outcome of your wager. Just make sure you use that bonus code PHNX when you sign up. And to tip things off with this partnership, we're doing a massive watch party this upcoming Saturday at 2 p.m. at the BetMGM Sportsbook at State Farm Stadium. So come join us, watch the last stages of college basketball play out as they'll have food and beverage specials, giveaways. Massive TVs to watch the game on. Plus, if you register on Saturday at the Sportsbook and place your first bet with that promo code PHNX when you sign up, you'll receive a PHNX t-shirt. All you got to do is talk to Saul about that one. And now listen to Shane talk about the disclaimer. Maybe. Maybe not. Do,
2: do, do. By, by the way, Jack, while we wait for the disclaimer? I just looked it up. Uh, the uh, Desert Mountain High School is looking for a freshman boys basketball coach. So if you can write me a letter of recommendation, I'm gonna I'm gonna go uh, sign up for that gig. So.
5: <laughs> Guarantee that I'm going to be writing a recommendation now, but it's not going to be the one that you want. <laughs> <laughs> so hit that job this guy
0: as
3: far away from your program as possible. <laughs> hit that sounder there, Jacob.
0: Disclaimer, 21 plus to wager. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8HOPE-NY or text hope ny 467 369 York. Call one 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA, 1-800-522-4700-KANSAS-NEVADA, 1-800-327-5050-MASSACHUSETTS, 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA, 1-800-270-7117 for CONFIDENTIAL HELP-MICHIGAN.
1: Okay. Alright,
3: now that we yeah. got through that oh, one. Sorry <laughs> about that, Jock. <laughs>
5: that one, <was>, yeah, right.
1: <laughs> yep, uh-huh, Jack exactly. Jock's talent
5: speaking that quick.
1: If that disclaimer made you need a beer, might I recommend our friends over at Four Peaks? They have the best beer available on the market, and they have the best place to watch the NFL draft on April 27th, and that is at their Four Peaks 8th Street Pub, so make sure you guys check it out. The Cardinals have the third pick in the draft. It's going to be a really fun day. So check out Four Peaks 8th Street Pub for all the action. Just a reminder, you do have to be 21 years or older to enjoy their beer, and we ask that you enjoy responsibly.
2: Jock, have you ever considered having your own uh, beer, your own uh, you know, brand of beer?
5: Absolutely, mate. I would love to one day. I
2: think I think we need to work on that. I that think would that's, be super fun. Uh, that's next year. So. I
1: love that idea.
2: Okay, so that. one—
1: Sorry. One no, of the things that came out <laughs> from last night's game that kind of took the social media by storm, of course, were comments from Rudy Gobert as far as the officiating went, right? So I'll read I heard he about said. that.
5: What did he say? Okay.
1: <laughs> so essentially, he accused the NBA of trying to help the Suns, Warriors, and Kings win. So he said, it's bullshit. It's bullshit. It's not fair. It's really not fair. Every night, I've been in this league for 10 years, And I try to always give the benefit of the doubt, but it's hard for me to think they're not trying to help the Suns win last night. It's hard for me to think they didn't try to help the Warriors win the other night or the Sacramento Kings to win the other night. It's just so obvious as a basketball player that's been in this league for so long, it's disrespectful.
3: Bro, first of all, have you never watched a Suns game ever before, (laughs) ever, ever, ever? Especially this season, with the amount of horrible calls that went against us all year, bro. Stop, Rudy.
5: That's 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 uh, yeah. He obviously hasn't watched much Suns basketball this year. That's (laughs) that's that's a barbaric statement. We've had to kick and scream, and Monty had to go through what he went through in L.A just to get book a a a reasonable amount of calls um i just saw i just i actually just saw a statistic on the lakers and their their foul call discrepancy as opposed to anyone else in the league and that is unbelievable it's like three three or four times the amount of anyone else's fouls
4: they're they're at plus 428 in differential and free throw attempts the next closest team is the kings at plus 205 you guys are actually 29th in that differential at minus 317. Minus 317, But the league bro. is rigging it. <laughs> oh, They're rigging oh it for God. the Tons. Yeah. And, like, yeah. The, t- the Timberwolves are fifth worst. They're, like, minus 190, but that's still 100 plus from where you guys are. And the Warriors, who he also brought up, are at minus 402. They're dead last. So, yeah, that's tough. <laughs> the numbers don't yeah. back
5: it up. That doesn't make much sense, then, does it? Didn't <laughs> they? Didn't they beat the Warriors the other night?
3: Yes, they and did. the Kings. They did.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are, you, what are you complaining about then? <laughs> <laughs> that's it the does. joke.
3: I think Rudy's trying to be funny. Like when he touched all the mics.
5: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I felt like he was just waving the white flag. You know. I'm just so. <laughs> <laughs>
5: yeah. I, I'm obviously not going to speak too much on the refereeing, but um, yeah, I think that's a bit laughable from where we sit.
1: Yeah, especially when you look at the numbers, too. It, it, and the thing about it is that we can, I think we can all collectively agree that this year the officiating hasn't been the best, right? Like no. across the league, there's been issues from many teams that have had to deal with this. But then for somebody to go out and say something like that, it almost like, hey, now, now you're discrediting our argument and like our our pitched to have better officiating or maybe to be able to have more training for officials or whatever it may be. But it's like yeah. that goes and uh, just completely kills every truthful thing we've said all season. It was the anti-Fred Van Vliet.
2: Yeah. It was the opposite of what Fred <laughs> yeah. Van Vliet did. Yeah. And, and, yeah. You know, where he was, he made very good points. It resonated. And then this uh, is just ridiculous. Yeah. So.
5: Yeah. And this is a completely unbiased opinion from us, of course. So yeah. <laughs> we oh, always 100%. provide
4: unbiased opinion.
1: We're yeah. not biased at all. Uh, uh, even, not. A single even me
4: as the objective one. <laughs> like I feel like I feel like the officiating has been bad this year because like we've heard from book and CP three and other guys, like they're asking officials for clarification on some of these things, these whistles that they're getting yep. or not getting um and they've been saying like we're not getting any clarification like when Giannis comes barreling down the lane and shoulder checks us into the first row like they're not giving us any pointers or any way to like be better next time i guess i don't know so well
5: the the other thing is is some of the clarification that we are given is just blatantly wrong like and it's and it's it's glaringly obvious that sometimes it's just like you know maybe they don't have the answers that we're kind of looking for looking for but um yeah, I was going to say something else, but I've forgotten, but yeah, it's just, it's, it's, um, like at the start of the year, we, we had a conversation with them as you know, you do every year, they kind of run through the the ruling and a couple of the fellas brought up the point of like, Hey, we should, we, we've got to, if you guys are going to kind of tell us what the rules are and, and how to kind of go about our job, like we've got to be able to have the same right to then come to you and be like, Hey, but like this is where we sit and this is our perspective. And I don't think that there's that kind of two-way street on that. It's it's very one-sided.
3: I think, you know, EJ, EJ and I were talking about this a couple of weeks ago. And he said that back, you know, back a, a couple of decades ago, uh, each team would have like a captain, uh, like a designated captain that would speak on behalf of the team. And it, it was basically like that at every level, college and high school. Like that one guy, he had carte blanche to talk about anything he needed to with the refs to address things. But today they've, they've taken that away. And today everybody, every, every play, every move, it feels like everybody's like, Oh, what? where's my call? Where's my call? Where's my call? And after a little while it kind of falls on deaf ears. Um, my thing is, is I think the officials too, I don't know what the the training program is for the officials, where they're coming from or whatever, but a lot of the similarities that I'm seeing in the NBA today are the same shit that I saw 10 years ago at the high school level where like, don't talk to me. I made the call. That's what it is. Stay away from me or or somebody chirping. uh, And, oh, I heard that tech like, bro. Like these are professional athletes that make millions of dollars. Um, There's a lot of stressors on the coaches and the players. Um, And and it's a, it's a professional environment and guys are going to, they're going to lose their cool every now and then. And it's okay to do that. And as an official, you have to be aware of that and give some leeway and also be able to talk. The good officials always talk. They always say, no, no, Devin, you did this. You grabbed his arm and you thought he got away with it. And I caught you. That's how it is. Okay, Cool. You're right, and then he moves on. But the officials that don't talk, that's what makes the players more irate because they have no clarification. They have no idea what it is that you saw that made you blow the whistle and they're lost and they, they have no way to approve it.
5: Yeah, I think it's really, it's also really hard. I'll just add to that. It's also really hard as, as a player to to dive in and out of a competitive spirit. Like we're throwing everything at you know the, the, the situation at hand and we're some of the most competitive individuals in the world, but then we have to all of a sudden pull, snap ourselves out of it and go into this real calm um, kind of head headspace where we can then have a, a, a normal conversation. And I mean, I definitely struggle with that, um, and I know a lot of other people would as well. But it's, yeah, it's. I mean, that it's it's hard, and I think that we're expected to do do that to a pretty unreasonable degree, but that's just me.
1: Yeah, no, that makes sense. Like, I mean, an open line of communication and then understanding that you're in the thick of competition, you know what I mean? Like anybody who would be in that type of an environment as a participant is going to have a more heightened emotion, or uh, you know what I mean? Just just in general, your feelings are different than if you're just sitting at home on a couch mm-hmm. watching yeah. a TV show. There's got to be yeah. some leeway for that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm going to give up my dreams of being a coach and become a ref. It sounds like the easier path here. <laughs> so I can
5: I can get to the league fast. Oh, my God. Could
2: you imagine?
5: Could you I imagine? would go at your head as far as <laughs> you're out <here! laughs> <laughs> yeah. that, that would be it the best rivalry be in the NBA
1: is an official and John would have to say is
3: that was a terrible call and Esmo was like that's it <laughs> you're on you're, you're gone like dude what
2: <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> I think I'm going to go through rest school at Summer League, and maybe oh, I'll great. maybe I'll do that, and we'll do it uh, for the show. So It'll be excited! Fun. Good luck with that. So
1: excited! All right, we have a couple super chats here. Uh, one from Boosty. Boosty said, "Suns have allowed the least amount of points per game in the Western Conference this season. They've also allowed fewer points per game than the Celtics and the Bucks. Is the defense underrated? Y'all's opinions."
4: I I said this on the show last night. I, I feel like with the amount of guys that they've had in and out of the lineup all season, the fact that they've been able to maintain a top 10 defense for pretty much the entire season is really a thing that's flown under the radar and probably shouldn't because defense, like offense, these guys have so much talent, shooters, playmakers, whatnot. Like The offense will figure it out, and Monty has some really creative sets. The defense is where it takes chemistry, it takes communication, it takes you know being everyone being connected and i feel like that's kind of gotten lost in the mix with this particular team
2: yeah well like you said especially with the on that second unit how many changing pieces with the injuries and guys that had to step up Mm -hmm. uh the second unit it's amazing how well it's it's stayed together and and been able to play at a top level in the defensive end so kudos (laughs) jock thank you much (laughs)
1: <laughs> this one this super chat from dc is for you jock they want to know um they said jock can you talk about how you switch to serious mode during games i don't think i've ever seen you smile during a game and i think that's important and other players should take this approach
5: yeah yeah i i, I very rarely smile during a game um i think the only time i ever sm- laugh or smile and india's having a little smirk over there in the background but the only time i've ever laughed or smiled is when i just think that a a certain call is barbaric and i just have to (laughs) laugh it off Um, (laughs) yeah no i don't i don't i come at it from quite a serious approach and i think that that was kind of um instilled in me in, in europe um just the the level of intensity and and seriousness that they play with out there and um you know, it's kind of life and death situation sometimes is what it feels like. Um, and some of the things that I've seen out there and whatnot really tie into all of that where it's just the the intensity piece um, I, I try and brings every game. And, um, yeah, I, I, it's like sometimes my coaches are like, man, just have some fun. And I'm like, I am having a lot of fun. But at the same time, like I'm just not showing that on my face because I, I, I don't want to be real buddy buddy with people out there and I don't want to laugh and have a joke with the opposition. I can't do that. And that, you know, that comes that's true. Even when I play against some of my boomers teammates, I'll really ever have a laugh with them or talk to them during a game. It's, um, strictly business, so to speak. So, uh, yeah, it's, the other thing is, I c- I can't rely on natural talents just to get by. I have to be very focused. So, um, yeah, that's there's probably a lot of intensity and, and and focus going on, and that's why I don't really smile too much. Are like, you like
3: that for all comp- competitive scenarios?
5: I'm getting a nod. Yes, yes. <laughs> okay. All right, awesome. Got so we, we, we've face. had we've had the game Uno banned in our household because it. Uh, <laughs> oh no. Yeah, there was early on in the relationship there was a very intense game of Erno that went down.
3: Oh my gosh! That's so, fantastic. so we know what we're playing when you show up. Oh yeah. Hell yeah!
1: Well, well I then, mean, that let's mean? be honest. We saw it a little bit when Jock and I whooped you and Asko yeah. on whatever it was that million oh, dollar true. question game yeah, we played. Yeah, Exactly. So,
5: exactly. That, was, that was not that was Jock not and a I whooped matter. y'all.
3: You won by one.
1: You lost.
5: That was not Wait, and, and we we won. We smoked you guys. Exactly. <laughs> that's how I, Wait, <laughs> like, him, that's how I recall
3: it. Smoked. Whooped. That's how I recall it. Right? Like no.
2: What I what I want to know. You said you said that you get that intense because you're you're you know you you're not you know the talent and all that. Is that how it is on Uno? Or are you not very good at Uno, so you have to be like totally locked in? Is that what it is?
5: <laughs> oh man, damn. I'm not answering that question.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure so I don't get fined. I'm not <laughs> answering that question.
1: <laughs> All right. One more reset, because why not after that one? More furniture. It is one of the best places in the, valley, in the valley to get furniture for every room in your house. Obviously, you know, we are big fans of more furniture here at PHNX Next because they hooked us up with some amazing pieces for our office, from chairs to loungers to tables, whatever you need they have you covered. They're beautifully designed. They're super comfortable, which is like the number one key. When you're buying new furniture, you got to make sure it's comfortable. So you can save big on the best furniture in the Valley when you head to morefurniture.com. Again, that is morefurniture.com. You guys know, I love me some Circle K. (laughs) And I was really upset today when I walked in this office and I saw that Sean and I believe Mac and Shane all had Polar Pops and I didn't get the text message of what Polar Pop do you want? (laughs) So now after the show, I'm have to stop at Circle K and pick up a Polar Pop because now I'm craving one.
2: Oh, how the turns table. It's just like when you don't ask <laughs> if we want dinner.
1: That's different. <laughs> if I was getting Polar pubs, it's a different story. But if you guys need to stock up for your March Madness viewing parties or if you're going on a road trip, Make sure you check out Circle K. In addition to the Polar Pops, they also have iced coffees for $189. they have got 12 packs of beer for just 9.99. Red Bull, Monster, all the snacks, you name it, Circle K has it. So make sure you're not missing out on all of this great stuff and be stocked for March Madness. Head to circlek.com slash store dash locator to find Circle K's near you.
2: Or just look on any corner. Near your house. Any They corner. are very convenient.
1: <laughs> Conveniently located for all of your needs. Are you guys ready to try some Australian food? Oh, yeah, shit. Here I'm so go. excited about this one. All right. Jock, okay.
5: Sorry. That's alright I'm on a dot. Okay. <laughs> so am I. <laughs>
1: so the first one we're gonna try because I have a feeling these ones might be the best ones because when I showed Jock this bag, you said the missus behind you was like, ooh, those are good. So these are Cherry Cadbury wrong. Cherry Ripe.
2: Okay. Alright.
1: Okay, and this is described Unreal. as luscious cherries and coconut in old gold rich dark chocolate. What Same. are these like, Jock? Are they good?
5: They are unreal. They are, they are probably top three in Australia in my books in regards to chocolate.
1: Wow. That's a pretty yeah, that's high
5: good. rating. That is pretty good. That's good. Is that I outlandish? Cherry.
1: Really? I'm not so even, uh, apparently
5: that? that's a little outlandish. We'll, we'll do top five. Top five. <laughs>
4: okay. Ooh. I'm not even a big coconut guy, but this is pretty good. Yeah.
1: I like that one. I'm I'm in like on I, to
5: say this. I do have to say this. The Australian chocolate, is on a different level to American chocolate. Why is that? I don't know, but like you guys have Cadbury here as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's completely different, and I don't, I don't understand really? why. But I, I'm going to vouch that Australia's Cadbury chocolate is a lot better than America's.
1: I, that- I agree because I've had like Cadbury eggs here. And I don't think they're that great, but anything yeah. Cadbury that I've had from overseas has been top-notch. So I don't know if it's just the quality of chocolate or it's made differently, mm-hmm. but I yeah. agree with you entirely. They, they
3: Actually, the, the chocolate spins in a different direction in Australia, oh so that's why it's mm, That's right. There that's you go. right. <laughs> I give that
2: 7 out of 10 jocks.
1: Okay. Oh boy. Espo, what are we trying next? You uh, get to show off one now.
2: We've got we've got Shapes Originals and barbecue. Uh, in Jack, barbecue. Jack, have
5: you had these uh, before? Barbecue. Should have gone whoever it was should have dropped off some pizza flavor instead, but the oh, barbecue's okay. Pizza okay. flavor? All right. Yeah, pizza right. shapes are unreal.
4: What? Yeah. Oh, I really like those. Ooh, I love those. No, mm-hmm. oh, those are yeah. bombers.
5: Those are really good. There's a, there's a better flavor out there. I'll try and get my hands on some for you. Okay. Yeah, I could see Ooh. where
2: pizza would be good in this too. Mm-hmm. This is this is good. Oh, like this is eight yeah. out of ten jocks for me. I like
1: that. Time. All right, next up. We've got twisties. twisties. Cheese Ooh. twisties. The slogan is life's pretty straight without twisties. Have you what? had these before, Jock?
5: Have I had twisties before? Of course I have. <laughs> Come on. Are these like Come Cheetos? On. They look
4: uh, like Cheetos.
5: Yeah, similar to Cheetos, I'd say. Yeah.
2: Well, I think they're better than Cheetos. Mm. Yeah.
5: They're similar though, right? Yeah.
2: yeah. I like yeah. this
5: flavor. Yeah. That's no, they're really good. They're really good. Okay,
1: they're really I'm not- good. I'm not trying to slander Cheetos, but these just taste more real. Yes. Does that <laughs> does that make yes. sense?
4: Right. Get your fake Cheetos out of here. These are delicious.
1: <laughs> those are bomb. I like these. These are lot. good.
4: Yeah, we're three for three so far. Well, what do we?
2: What do we got next? We right. got. Well, totally well, what's
5: totally the, what's the writing? What's the writing?
1: Well, uh,
2: I'm gonna give that a, a, a seven and a half jocks. Okay.
1: Mm. That's good. See, I think those are better than the shapes.
2: Oh, I think I, I like the know.
4: shapes so. the best so far. I
2: like the shapes. What we got? Tim oh, you, Tam. If you we
5: feel better eating shapes than you do twisties, I reckon. That's where those extra points come in. Yeah, okay. mm. you can feel a little, little, little healthier.
2: I feel <laughs> uh, this one won't be healthier. This is a, a, a Tim Tam. Uh, are these are these high on your list here?
5: Uh, on a lot of Australians, they are. For some reason, they're not my favourite. Okay, but there, that's that's like a that's a cult hero of Australian chocolate.
3: Oh. This mm. is my favorite so far. Oh, that's mm. good.
1: See, I think I would rank this one fourth out of all four. Really? Mm. That's yeah. why
5: we don't
3: get along, Lindsay.
5: Mm.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna
2: give this a five and a half, Jocks.
5: Oh, okay, relax. Don't don't do that. Even I wouldn't put it as a five and a half.
2: <laughs> well, that's not as good as the chocolate on the Cadbury.
1: Like maybe if I had just had this. First. Yeah, but
5: you put that. You ranked that one too low in the first place. Mm-hmm. That's Fair. where you went wrong. That's, that's where you good. went. Wrong.
1: You started off on the wrong foot.
2: That's though. true. Yeah. That, I, I think that I think that's true. I think I was right, uh, your sca-
5: scoring system's flawed, so we'll just we'll ignore you from now on.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I shouldn't have chosen jocks. Maybe I should have gone like Aaron Baines or something. Oh, I don't like <laughs> this.
1: You should just pass it over now. Oh, you should just put it on each one and pass it down.
4: I didn't All realize right. how hungry I
1: was. So the next thing we got was Vegemite, because of course that's one of the staples <laughs> you gotta do. Mm -hmm. Now, I will disclaimer this by saying we already dropped the ball because we didn't get toast and butter, which Uh, I know if you're going to have Vegemite, you got to have it on lightly toasted bread with some butter, and then it's a small amount of Vegemite. But we did get crackers, so we're going to (laughs) try either way. I've had it before, so I already know what's in store. Nobody knows that lens. But, (laughs) Jock, are you a Vegemite fan?
5: We are huge Vegemite fans in this household. Huge. It's a hangover. It's a hangover cure for one of us. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Which one remains to be a mystery. <laughs> yeah.
5: it's, it's our dog's hangover cure. <laughs>
1: there you go. All right. Well, we, we had soul. Put just a small amount on this cracker, which I still feel like maybe is a little too much. Damn!
2: Really? I love that maybe. we're glossing over the fact that jo- Jock has an awesome dog who apparently
3: that's a lot,
1: isn't it? <laughs> <to hang laughs> that's a lot for a little tiny bit of
2: cracker.
3: <laughs> like that
1: I, I, is a I lot. Because put the tip. <laughs> put on like the whole thing. But Vegemite, tip on.
3: it wouldn't even spread that far.
1: Vegemite, no, is, mate, you need
5: you, you need you need a local to do this for you. It's 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 an art.
3: I mean, I just okay. put it on the tip. What's wrong with that? You gotta it's stop saying that. Just the tip, just a little bit, just to see how it <laughs> Just to taste. see how it feels. You, you gotta can.
4: stop saying that. Lord, have mercy. <laughs> 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 All
2: right, I guess
1: we're, we're trying this off. Huh? <laughs>
2: All right, let's go.
3: So
1: I think what we'll do next time is we'll keep this jar of Vegemite, and we'll bring in actual <laughs> bread and butter, and oh, we'll yeah, try yeah. it the right way.
2: That's good. <laughs>
5: what you are. You being serious?
4: Yeah, I'm going in for cracker too. That's good. It's not bad.
3: It's not bad.
5: There we go.
4: It's not bad at all. I would like to try it on bread with
5: yeah, butter.
3: because the saltiness of it is really what, what's standing out. I think that would go well. Yeah,
5: might. It's 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 unbelievable if it's done right.
4: Well. Oh. Damn. I'm um, down. Like um, I'm in on Vegemite. Mikhail Bridges doesn't know what he's missing. <laughs> nine, nine out of ten jocks on this. <laughs>
5: Mikhail Bridges doesn't know what he's talking about. Full stop. So it's, we, we, we shouldn't be we shouldn't be rating Vegemite off of Mikhail Bridges' uh, recommendation. Uh, I think
1: the problem with Vegemite is that everyone it it's become like a joke to put too yeah. much on something and give it to somebody just to see the reaction, and then that kind of kills it moving forward cuz you're like oh well, i tried it that one time with a huge dollop on a small cracker and it's like but people you didn't eat it with right a
5: narrow mind. people go in with a narrow mind deciding that they've already they're already going to hate it so mm. it's,
2: well,
3: a, it's, well, a, it's we're a,
5: we're,
2: yeah. we're now
3: we're now cultured here jock so i appreciate <laughs> yeah. that
2: i'm enlightened uh-huh. like what what are the ways to do this other than like on a cracker yeah. just with the, the way- with the toast yeah. is there is there, are there other ways that i can partake in this Vegemite? because that was good
5: uh not really you can you can get like tubes of it and when when this is pretty weird but when we when we used to hike so when i went to that that campus that i told you guys about and we used to hike through the mountains people would just like pop it on the end of their finger and and uh have it off that so um yeah you can do it that way if you really want to espo but i would say that that's like dire straits so probably wouldn't recommend that off the the bat (laughs)
1: But it seems like it's pretty good for you, right? With it's packed with vitamin B. It's got B1, B3, B2 and folate. Wait,
5: wait it's good I've for me. I've never heard of anyone dying from Vegemite, so I think it's all right. Yeah. Wait,
2: it's good for me. I'm out.
1: <laughs> I quit.
5: <laughs> go back to you're the on Vegemite. a diet, mate? Yeah, I'm, go, I'm going back to the Tim Tams. I'm sorry.
2: But
1: no, I mean it was I liked it on the cracker. I, I feel like I went into it my, when I tried it the first time, I went into it just giving my friend grief over Vegemite just because mm. it was kind of like a fun thing to do. Um, so I went into it, already decided that I didn't like it. Mm. But now that I'm a little bit older and like a grown up about things, I will I actually I give it a fair that's shot. That's what happens with age. Yeah, exactly. You come around <laughs> to terrifying. the dumb things that you thought you knew when you were younger. Yep, you
5: Your know? palate has developed. Mm-hmm.
1: Exactly. Uh, I want to give a shout out to our friend from Australia who came through and dropped all of that. Their at is at underscore S-D-U underscore on Twitter. Shout out yeah. to them for bringing this by so we could all try yeah. out some some delightful foods.
2: Yeah, He's in town for for six weeks, Jock, in, in the U.S. And I was going to have him out here to meet you. Uh, he was going to come out here. Uh, but he's going to be in a couple games, so maybe we can uh, get a get you and him uh, meeting up. He he has a bet with his son that he can't get a photo with you while he's in uh, in the U.S. So I wanted to can, uh,
5: can make sure we can make sure the son loses. Then we'll get that I, done. I love it.
2: That, <laughs> that, that's, that's what it's all about—is spiting them kids. Yeah, yeah. Always, exactly. always <laughs> like them kids.
5: Yeah. Exactly. exactly.
1: Always, always, always. Okay, Jock, did you tell me that you watched Last of Us? Are you done? Are you through the season?
5: Yeah, big fan. All right, so what we're going to do real quick, we're going to
1: do a spoiler alert. I'm Mm going to read one ad, and so this is your chance now. If you don't want to hear spoilers, uh, this is your chance to kind of see yourself out for the remainder of the show. (laughs) We appreciate you. So, again, by the time this ad is over... We're going to be talking about Last of Us, Uh, Illegal Pete's. You know we love ourselves some Illegal Pete's over here. They've got great food, amazing drinks, but the atmosphere is even better. Illegal Pete's down in Tempe is set up amazingly because not only is it a great place to get a drink, happy hour every single day from 3 to 6 p.m., and then have some good food, you could also kind of just chill there. Like we have had events out at Illegal Pete's, and it is so easy to just hang out for two Three hours shooting the shit, enjoying some good food and drinks with your friends. Like Illegal Pete's is all about the vibes and they're also all about making sure that you can cure your my bracket is busted because everyone's bracket is busted at this point in time with fresh limes, tequila and sweet agave. Make sure you guys try out an Illegal Pete's coin premium or frozen margarita when you stop by. And again, don't forget happy hour every day from 3 to 6 p.m. All right, Gerald, I'm going to let you lead this one because you're the pro with your G-rated as far as talking about shows and series. I'm excited to have this conversation, though.
4: Yeah, so you're all caught up. I'm all caught up. Okay, Jock, did you play the video game at all or were you like a first-time viewer? Okay, so you were like me. Um, I had watched a roommate play it in the past, but okay, general thoughts on Joel's decision at the very end because obviously it's the huge source of controversy. Um. You know, making the choice to protect what he loves at the stake of the world, basically. Uh, yeah. Where do you stand on that?
5: Jesus it's a tough one, isn't it? Um,
1: <laughs> it really is.
5: I think that the decision should have been given to. Um, Ellie was Ellie. Oh. Uh, I think the decision should have been given to her uh, as to whether or not you know she would lose her life uh, mm. in in the potential of finding a cure or um or not do it at all but in saying that had she like i'm also a little unsure about that because had she you know said no they probably would have just taken her anyway like that's human nature that would have been like well fuck you like we're just gonna you know steal steal this from you so i don't know it's a tough it is a tough one um because on one hand, if she'd said yes, then it's like, okay, that's that's fair enough. But if she said no and they tried to kidnap her, I would have gone full Joel on them as well. So, um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a little un- undecided on that one. What about you guys?
1: I'm the same way because I agree it should have been Ellie's decision from the jump. But mm-hmm. I also think them withholding the information that she's literally going to die from yeah. it from her before putting her under and like, so basically saying like, oh, we're just going to run some tests right when in fact they're actually going to take her life is not right. Mm, Um, So I think she should have been given the opportunity to have all the information. And Mm. then if she said, no, Joel could have just done what Joel did anyway and just got her out of there.
5: Right. But I think that like, given that they didn't say anything, I think it's okay. Well, not okay, but like, uh, you know, I think that Joel's understandable was understandable, so, yeah, I mean, that's where I stand,
4: yeah, it's tough because she didn't have any agency, and maybe she would have made the call to sacrifice herself to save everybody, but we'll never know, and now we're going into season two wondering if she's ever gonna find out that Joel kind of took that choice away from her yeah um Jock, did you have like a favorite episode because I feel like every week it was just it was only nine weeks, but like yeah. every week yeah. it was something new that was fantastic or yeah. dramatic. <laughs>
5: Um, the, the, the episode where all of the, like the, um, zombies come like flying out of the ground and then that, that big one, I think that that was definitely a highlight. Um, (laughs) and then just with the, like, obviously that last scene where the, where the kid sitting on the bed and there's like, you know, the, 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 the brother takes his own life. It was just so intense and like unexpected, Mm. um, yeah that was that was by far the best scene in, in my eyes plus that that opened up so many questions as to like you know why is this big one like you know fucking invincible mm-hmm. and the, the, like what's the, like i have so many questions about how the zombies kind of evolved to that point so i think that it just like sparked a lot of thoughts and was also just like really in, really really intense
1: do you have a favorite episode so yeah i didn't watch this oh so you're just okay with spoilers <laughs> <laughs> See, yeah what is, like, I, I didn't spoiler. want to leave an empty set. I was oh, like, yes, I
3: just, I'm just chilling. It's okay. cool. Okay. I'm just chilling. All right. I'm just listening. Well, I, I watched half of the first episode and I okay. couldn't get through it. Really? R- I was like, this is really? boring.
5: Oh, really? Dear God, Saul. Yeah, but like, I hadn't even left the city at that point, mate.
3: Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I'm just telling you what I saw. I'm just, <laughs> Fair
1: I. Fair. I agree 100% with Jock. That episode was by far my favorite because the amount, the emotional roller coaster mm-hmm. of that episode because I'm not going to lie when the big boy came out yes. all I could hear in my in my head was that time was like I need, a big boy. I need a big boy and I was like yes. So I was like immediately in a funny mood when I saw him just kind of wobbling through this field.
2: Yeah.
1: But then it was so emotional too because in the exact same scene when you when Joel's up in the house trying to make sure Ellie could get to him safely that's where i feel like you saw the first glimmer of concern from Joel and like he true. did a phenomenal job with the acting in that episode mm, of like yeah. giving a glimmer of wait is he is he nervous right now is he afraid yeah. like mm. he's on edge and I feel like that was the first time that season that we had seen his actual emotion for Ellie come out. Yeah. So I thought it was just a phenomenal episode. He's, he's an, he's an
4: unreal actor. Lock.
1: I love he him.
4: Pedro Pascal's on fire lately, man. He's an, yeah. <laughs> no. um, on it. yeah, for me, it was the bill and Frank episode. That was like, that there was just such so a, a well done, like standoff isolated episode. And the acting was incredible. And the way that it tied into kind of the main story of, protecting what you love versus protecting the rest of the world. I, I, I love that episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was my favorite, too.
2: It hit you in the feels and you didn't expect it. Mm-hmm. I got I got one episode past that, so
4: I had to remove okay, myself okay. for the final, for the final episode, spoiler smart. there. So. Yeah. Jock, are you watching anything right now? Anything good recently?
5: Um, no, but I, I listened to somebody put together like a they compiled a list of... Um, like best best shows of all time so there was two that in particular that I really wanted to watch but I've forgotten their names and so no not not really watching anything of worth you know noteworthy
4: right now no well Saul and I would happily recommend shrinking on Apple TV um, show. Yes. you know you know Jason Siegel
0: um, yep.
4: he's in it and he's like a, a psychiatrist or a therapist and Harrison um, Ford's
3: a therapist
4: it, it's kind of like a Ted lasso type show that's like it hits you in the feels sometimes, but it's also very funny and uplifting at the same time. It's it's only like ten episodes, in their half hour, but it's it's. I haven't great.
5: watched Ted Lasso yet, and that's that was one of the ones. Okay, oh, Ted Lasso, that's great, yeah. top notch. I <laughs> haven't watched
1: it either. It's
5: and then, working. and then, this wasn't the other one that I was thinking of, but uh, everyone's been talking about Succession yeah, yeah. <laughs> so
2: good and yeah you i think you'd uh i think you'd enjoy logan roy in that show The the main character yeah. uh, fuck yeah, right. off is his uh is his main <laughs> line that he says i think you'd enjoy it
5: oh i just realized we, we, we've been watching uh narcos
4: oh, okay. okay very nice yeah.
5: Had, oh, when, I, I I'd tried watching it once before and just like, I was like, this is horrendous. I was so bored. And then rewatching, I'm like, I don't understand how I was bored. This is intense. <laughs> it's really good. So uh, we're, we're kind of motoring our way through that at the minute.
1: You know, I do think it's so interesting how you can start a show because I was like that with Shits Creek. Like, I watched two episodes of the first season of Shits Creek and I was like, I don't know. And then six months later, I gave it another shot. and I was like, this is the greatest show ever. What was I even thinking? I think it, yeah. Sometimes I think it's just one, your mood. That one
4: takes a little while to get it into it, right? it. It does. It does.
1: But it also depends, I feel like, just on the mood when you start watching something. Like, with Narcos, yeah. you actually have to pay attention, too. Yeah. So if you're not in the mindset of, like, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to watch this show... It could yeah. be easy to just be like, eh.
2: Break That's... breaking bad was like that for me. Mm-hmm. I I what? got like the I got two officers in the first time. And I and I didn't oh. get into it. And then I binge watched it in three weeks and it was uh it was unsettling how fast okay. he goes from high school teacher to drug lord <laughs> okay. when you watch it in three weeks. So. I, I was like that
3: with Game of Thrones. Okay. I had to force myself to get through the first two seasons of game of thrones to try and figure out what the fuck is happening in here <laughs> who is what who owns what landing what the hell's going on yeah. and then i got to the red wedding and i was like oh shit oh <laughs> shit. and i was hooked
5: after that like speaking, speaking like, of speaking of game of thrones i'm not a fan of house of dragons
4: no no, no. so it was pretty mid it it I think it's going to pick up next season, but yeah, it was much yeah. slower. and That's
5: what it felt like. It felt like it was the whole first season was like the process of setting up what could be a good show, but if it's just always going to be like this, I'm just like, this is garbage.
4: I think I think the book that it's based on is like this first season was only like thirty five pages of that book. So like <laughs> the Shit. actual the actual action and stuff is gonna be coming, but Jesus. the first season they really uh they
1: kinda of stretched that out. They, huh? they, they took their pages. time
4: setting things up, I'll say that.
1: I am just a little bit nervous with that house with House of Dragons because there's part of me that feels like so obviously with Game of Thrones, it was graphic in many ways. Yes. Right. <laughs> and I feel like it was the people who liked it and were okay with that were completely it was everything was fine. Mm. But Game of Thrones was like, well, maybe we should take this into consideration and appease some of the people who didn't like that side of this mm. series. And I'm I'm nervous The House of Dragons was them being like, let's take it back a step. And I'm like, but then you lose the the fan base That's that you created.
3: Yeah, yeah, that's what's so good about it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah, I'm
1: like, if you don't, if you're, if that's not your thing, that's okay. But like, don't go changing it for the people who didn't even watch your first one. Yeah, don't right. change it
2: for the casuals.
3: Right. Now them. you're
1: gonna lose your whole fan base.
2: Yeah, yeah. I thought house of Dragons was a uh, dragon bender uh, <laughs> documentary. No, <laughs> it's my guy. Uh, <laughs>
1: sorry. <He haunted> <laughs> sorry,
2: sorry, Jock. I had uh, I had sons, big men before you. I apologize. House of oh, Sun Kings. <laughs>
1: house <laughs> sun kings yeah did you ever see that when bleacher report did um
5: game, game, of, game of game of zones? zones
1: for the nba oh
5: yeah yeah that was good
1: <laughs> god some of the greatest content on the yeah, internet good. still to this day in my opinion yeah. right, yeah. cool. cool. well that'll do it for us jock thank you so much for coming and hanging out with my us best. we appreciate you thank you guys for all tuning in uh we appreciate you as well we'll be back tomorrow we got a pregame show before the game tips off and a post game show until then make sure you check out gophnext.com to read all of gerald's great articles and look into becoming a diehard because there is a lot of perks for becoming a diehard all right we'll see you guys next time bye
0: Hey, yo, my
3: lifestyle is retro. Tell the Phoenix Metro. Megas is in control and he ain't never gonna let go. P-H-N-X, though. Lindsey Gerald Espo. Saw pass the ball. We hit to turn up the tempo.
0: Got to understand me. y'all always wreck the family. Rally in the valley like Dan G. No plan. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com.